Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that belts out the greatest hits of history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at the story behind The Twist, the iconic pop song that turned an 18-year-old former chicken plucker into an international superstar. The day was September 19, 1960. Chubby Checker's rendition of The Twist reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. Recorded when the singer was still in high school, The Twist went on to become one of the great pop anthems of the decade. It lost its top spot on the chart after only a week, but that was long enough to spark what's now considered to be the first worldwide dance craze. From Canada to Brazil, from New Zealand to South Africa, it seemed like just about everyone on the planet had accepted Checker's cheery invitation to come on and twist. Let's see if the song has the same effect on you. Although Chubby Checker made it famous, The Twist was originally written as a 12-bar blues song by R&B musician Hank Ballard. He had gotten the idea for it by watching the way people danced at his concerts, both on stage and in the crowd. 
They made a twisting motion with their hips and legs that he described as, quote, trying to put a cigarette out. He decided to write a song to go with the dance, and in 1959, he and his band, The Midnighters, released it as the B-side of one of their singles. In case you've never heard the original version before, here's a taste. And go like this. probably notice the two versions of the song sound an awful lot alike. We'll talk a little more about that a bit later. Hank Ballard and the Midnighters tried to launch a twist craze of their own by playing the song and doing the dance at shows across the country. However, it only ever caught on in the inner cities of Philadelphia and Baltimore. And while the song did work its way onto the national singles chart, it never got anywhere near the top spot. Ballard's song wasn't the breakout hit he'd hoped for, but it left a strong enough impression on Baltimore DJ Buddy Dean that he recommended the song to his colleague, Dick Clark. At the time, Clark hosted a popular music and dance show in Philadelphia called American Bandstand. The show had aired locally since 1952, but was picked up for national broadcast by ABC starting in 1957. When Dick Clark heard the twist, he knew it would be perfect for the show but he didn't like the idea of bringing Ballard on to perform it. The singer was mostly known for suggestive tunes like Sexy Ways and the Hoochie Coochie Coo. Clark didn't want that kind of innuendo associated with his wholesome American talent show, so he decided to find someone with a cleaner image to sing the twist instead. One of the singers who showed up to the audition was Philadelphia teenager Ernest Evans, a.k.a. Chubby Checker. He had been born in South Carolina, but grew up in the projects of Philadelphia, not far from where American Bandstand was filmed. Evans discovered his passion for music while attending church as a child, and when he was older, he sang harmony on street corners with a vocal group called the Quantrells. Music didn't pay the bills, though, at least not yet, so Evans also worked as a chicken plucker at a local poultry market. He often sang while on the job, and he reportedly kept his co-workers in stitches by impersonating popular singers of the day, such as Fats Domino, Elvis Presley, and the Coasters. In fact, before he was tapped to cover The Twist, Evans had a minor hit with his first song release, a showcase of his impersonations called The Class. Take a listen. The teacher flipped sleep, but the man just played it cool. Get the call, old Charlie Brown. The Class charted in the top 40 when it was released in 1959, but Evans had a tough time matching that first brush with success. It was only the briefest of slumps, though, as his audition for Dick Clark proved to be the big break he'd been dreaming of. Clark knew that Evans had a knack for replicating the sound of other artists, and that made him a natural choice to sing the twist on American Bandstand. But before the show even aired, Clark also arranged for Evans to record his own version of the track with a Philly record label called Cameo Parkway. 
The results were strikingly similar to Hank Ballard's original. The studio musicians played the song in the same key and tempo, and Evans' vocals were a near-perfect match. It was such a faithful cover that when Hank Ballard later heard the song on the radio, he thought it actually was him. Luckily, there doesn't appear to be any bad blood between the musicians, probably because, as the songwriter, Ballard was entitled to some hefty royalties if and when the new version of the twist took off, which it did. Ernest Evans released his cover of the song in June of 1960, but it wasn't his real name on the album cover. By then, the singer had adopted his now-famous stage name, Chubby Checker. Although he was reportedly nicknamed Chubby as a child, it was actually Dick Clark's first wife, Barbara Mallory, who suggested he take the name Chubby Checker. She came up with the moniker as a parody of the name Fats Domino, whom she thought Evans resembled. In July of 1960, Checker performed the twist for the first time in front of a live audience at the Rainbow Club in Wildwood, New Jersey. Then, just a few weeks later, the big day finally arrived. On the Saturday evening of August 6, 1960, Checker performed the song on Dick Clark's American Bandstand. The public ate it up, and in the weeks that followed, Checker's version of the twist steadily climbed the singles chart. The country was so enamored with the song and its accompanying dance that the original version by Hank Ballard and the Midnighters also began to climb the charts. On September 19th, Checker's version hit number one, and that same week, Ballard's reached its peak position at number 28. At first, the twist only managed to hold the top spot for a single week, but the dance it helped popularize kept the song on people's minds, radios, and record players for the rest of the year. Part of the reason the dance became so popular was that almost anyone could do it. No matter how old someone was or whether they had rhythm or not, they could probably handle twisting their feet like they were putting out a cigarette. Although, to be fair, Checker's version of the dance was slightly more complicated than the original. As he explained it, quote, It's like putting out a cigarette with both feet and coming out of a shower and wiping your bottom with a towel to the beat. Not only was the twist intuitive and easy, it was also novel, as one of the first mainstream dances that didn't involve a partner. This style of dancing apart to the beat, as Checker described it, didn't require participants to touch each other, a concept that later reached its zenith during the disco era. Chubby Checker knew a good thing when he saw it, so in 1961, he released a kind of sequel song called Let's Twist Again. Here's a clip. You might imagine that such a derivative cash grab would crash and burn on arrival. But that's not what happened. The single actually became one of the biggest hits of the year, reaching number 8 on the US Billboard Pop Chart and number 2 on the UK Chart. Let's Twist Again even won the Grammy Award for that year's Best Rock and Roll Recording. Far from killing the momentum, the song kept people twisting all the way into 1962. By that point, the twist had become a full-blown phenomenon. There were entire clubs that only played songs you could twist to, like the Peppermint Lounge in New York City. 
and celebrities like Zsa Zsa Gabor and Rudolf Nureyev had been photographed doing the dance themselves in public. This publicity, coupled with Checker's follow-up song, helped achieve something that had never been done before. On January 13, 1962, Checker's version of The Twist returned to the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100. It was the first time a song had reached number one twice with the same recording by the same artist. For its second run, the song held the top spot for two weeks, twice as long as when it peaked in 1960. Once again, Chubby Checker knew to twist while the twistin' was good. In 1962, he completed his song trilogy with the release of Slow Twistin', and he even appeared as himself in two twist-centric movies, Twist Around the Clock and its sequel, Don't Knock the Twist. By 1963, Checker was ready to give the twist a rest and try his hand at launching other dance crazes. He had decent success with hits like The Mess Around, The Hucklebuck, and The Fly, but none of those ever quite caught on like the twist. It took more than two decades, but Checker eventually twisted his way back into the top 20 in 1988. That year, he teamed up with the comedic rap group The Fat Boys to release a hip-hop version of his signature song. That version, called The Twist, Yo Twist, reached number 16 in the US and went all the way to number two in the UK. And because I know you're curious, here's the sample. More than 60 years after its original release, it's hard to take the full measure of the twist's impact on popular music and culture. The song inspired countless imitations, spin-offs, and cover versions, and has turned up again and again in movies and TV shows. It's received plenty of accolades as well. Checker's version was added to the Library of Congress National Recording Registry in 2013 and was later inducted into both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Grammy Hall of Fame. It was also named by Billboard as the biggest hit song of all time, twice. Chubby Checker was never shy about capitalizing on the success of his biggest hit song, and that remains true to this day. As of 2022, the singer, now in his 80s, is still touring and still performing the twist. So here's to Chubby Checker, one of the last black pioneers of rock and roll who's still out there sharing his music with the world and giving people a reason to twist all night. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can send your feedback straight to me by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.